You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello, hello. This is Father Craig Vosick. I am continuing as your host here on Real Presence Live. We are at the University of Mary, and my uh, subtitle for the show today is called The Doctors Are In, because we've got doctors left and right, (laughs) doctorates of all sorts. Dr. Raber is with us. They doubted me on this DMA. They're like, what's a DMA? That's not even real. It's real, right? Oh, it's absolutely real. What does it mean, yeah. though? Well, it's just um, it's just a different thing. I mean, doctorate can, in music awesomeness, <laughs> musical arts. Oh, musical. Arts. So it's kind of a <laughs> performance degree in many sure, ways. Sure, sure. No, the, they were doubting me, and I'm telling I'm telling them, no, this is real. I looked up all the all the PhD, THD, DMA, PD, whatever. I looked them all up. And they're real things. So, thank you for being with us again. Thank you for asking. We had you on. Uh, we were taught you during Advent. And we ran out of time, uh, so I think we can just keep talking about Advent. No, I'm just <laughs> We're done with that. We're done with Advent. We'll be back in the fall with some more Advent content. But now we want to talk today uh, about Lent in general, but since we're kind of basically done with Lent, I'm basically done with Lent. I'm moving into Holy Week. We're on our way. We want to talk a little bit about Holy Week as well and the, and the Sacred Paschal Triduum, particular music. So everybody, Dr. Dr. Raber is uh, uh, an expert in all things music. Uh, maybe you want to share with us a little bit about uh, what you're up to anyway, but some of the things that are coming at the University of Mary. Yeah, other than Holy Week. (laughs) Right, right, right. So Um, programs and things. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, we have two very exciting things on on the musical front. Um, One is a brand new liturgical choir that I'll be directing next year. It's called Capella. Um, I'm I'm super stoked about this. I am too. I just... I just get so excited about it that I have to settle myself down a little bit. And what will those people be doing? Uh, well, Capella, um, the name of the group, um, gives our, our music and our ensemble a sense of place mm-hmm. in the chapel mm-hmm. and purpose, mm-hmm. singing for, for Mass. Um, so it, it's unusual um, what we're doing. Monsignor's wonderful idea mm-hmm. was that we come out of this kind of pandemic, this kind of year-long Lent of mm-hmm. living without music in a way. Um, yeah. in, in, in a remarkable way. And so he said, you know, let's take the athletics, the college athletics paradigm, and apply that to sacred music. And so I've been doing as much recruiting as I can this year during this pandemic, um, searching out uh, to find in all parts of the country those students who have volunteered in their church, who have skills singing sacred music. I know they're out there, oh and gosh. we just want them to come to the University of Mary to sing sacred music, and we're going to scholarship them like college athletes to I, do so. I want to rant on this for a little bit. Not that I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to be like interviewing you, but I just want to rant a little bit as a priest. Uh, there are so many talented musicians anywhere that I go uh, in, in parishes, uh, where they belong to a parish, let's say, but, they're, but they get affiliated with a school. They get affiliated with a... With a um, uh, some sort of group in town. Uh, they get affiliated with all these other things, and they, and they go and they get elevated, and they get they get honored, and they and they become great. And, this, and it's almost always in these secular realms because the church uh, or the university, we could say, hasn't uh, given them a place to to thrive. Mm. Uh, and so, I, so that that we're gonna say, hey. No, we want to bring you home. We want to bring you home. We want to bring that quality of singing to the Lord. We want to bring that home uh, to the liturgy. 
that point, second point of the rant, is that I w- I've worked in other universities where they've got this amazing choir that are doing all kinds of performances in town, and they're never at the liturgy. And I'm like, how in the world is this full choir that's so has such great quality? How are they per- performing in some sort of auditorium? And then we've got like we're struggling to get a canter at the, at the mass. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense at all. So I don't know what you're all going to be up well, to, but I, that's my rant for the day. It's going to be, I'm, I'm thankful for your rant. Um, I think it's going to be just fantastic. Of course, that is our purpose yeah. is to sing um, and to, to bring beauty and loveliness and truth through music at every mass we sing at. And we're going to go on the road, Father. Maybe you can come with us. Um, I am a chaplain for the athletic department, so if we're going to have a paradigm, I should be a chaplain for the court. We can call it other duties as assigned, (laughs) right? Um, We're going to be hosting a sacred music festival in the Twin Cities every year. Wow. Inviting the Catholic schools from uh, the Twin Cities area to come and perform. Um, it's going to be just fantastic. I just mm-hmm, can't wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. we know those those students are out there. I mean, I have to give a little shout-out to my hometown parish of St. John Nepomucene in tiny Pisic, North Dakota. Mm. Um, I was a church musician growing up, and that town is less than 100 people. And right. I was joined by other high school musicians who were, who were very talented. And mm-hmm. um, also, you know... I taught at Shanley for so many years. All of those students, too, that, that worked with me with the liturgical things, it would be nice for them to have a next step. And this is that next step for those kinds of people. There are hundreds of people listening right now that are like, oh, my gosh, my niece, my nephew, exactly. my grandson, my granddaughter, my sister, my whoever. There are hundreds of people right now listening to Real Presence Live that are like, huh, I bet... Stevie or Sally or Doug or whomever. Uh, and, you know, if Stevie is a Russian bass, a really low bass voice, he should call me today. Okay. You need, you need some <laughs> Russian bass. I need, I need one more bass for All next right. year's group. All right. Well, Stevie and Dougie, uh, whoever you are, you're coming to UMary. You're getting a scholarship. Full ride. <laughs> To sing, my goodness! I just want to talk about this for the rest of the the rest we of our could, time. But couldn't we couldn't. We? Well, we should, yeah. But we have to talk about some other things, right? Because I haven't, I haven't planned my music for Holy Week. In fact, you're, I think you do that for me, so I don't even. I have do to do wait. that well, for you. That's we great. the the week before Holy Week for musicians is like uh, I can't even describe it. Well, you know, it's the uh, same. It's yeah. the same for you as well. <laughs> but um, we're just trying to figure out who's going to be on campus, who can sing, you know, because yeah. we don't have our regular groups this year. So, okay. but it'll be. Okay great no matter what yeah so let's talk uh wonderful is there a difference between um any other sunday and a lenten sunday and a holy week sunday and a seeming there's clearly a difference in the in the season so walk us through like what is that what is the what is the particular quality of lent or of holy week well i think I think something to keep in mind, you know, you were joking about Advent before. They're very yeah. similar. They're both seasons of preparation. Right. They're both purple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a different kind of purple, but both Basic purple. Basic theology. They're purple time. That's right. Um, but th- the time is, is meant to prepare us um, mm-hmm. for Holy Week. Um, it's a little bit more, I feel like Lent is a little bit more of an individual journey mm-hmm. that's achieved through community. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um there's a spirit of sacrifice um, that helps to draw us closer to Christ. And, you know, there's such wonderful music, even even better music in Lent, I think, than there is in Advent. And oh. I love Advent. Yeah. 
Um, maybe it's that it's a little bit longer, I'm not sure. Maybe that um, the spirit of sacrifice um, inspires more music. Mm. Um, it could be, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But, but um, you know, just the music of Lent and of Holy Week is just so wonderful. It's, it's very... Um, I don't know. It's very comforting. It's consoling. It draws you to to purify yourself mm-hmm. um, through thought. So I'm always looking at a great marriage of words and music when I think about my favorite music and what kind of music that I want to um, schedule for Sunday masses. So um, a marriage of what now? A marriage of of, of music and words. Well, tell, so say more about that. You may have a very beautiful melody. Mm-hmm. Or something that the congregation really loves to sing, but if the words, if the text, um, really doesn't suit the purpose, draw you closer to truth, isn't sound theology, then it's, then it can be, um, I don't know, not not as purifying, to, you know, to to do that music. So I like to look. Yeah, I want to stop here because okay. uh, I've been in parishes where the choir will say, "Oh, we've got to do this song for that," and I'm like. What exactly, why exactly do you want to do this song for that, whatever that is? And they're like, because it's just like, it's just like so fun to sing. It's just such a beautiful song to sing. And I was like, oh, but the text doesn't seem to speak to what we're doing on that that day. Like, oh, to be honest, I've never really paid attention to the words. Oh, "Oh, no. So this is where you can go astray. If you have something that's like super catchy or like you can really enter into it as I feel one with the music and it's like, but we're talking about popcorn or something. It's like, well, we don't want to talk about popcorn. No, you want the theology to be sound, of course. And this sometimes comes right up against sentimentality. Mm. You know, people will say, oh, we've sung this for 20 years in this parish. Sure. And that's, that's difficult because... I mean, to have a genuine love for something is is a beautiful a beautiful thing. But there could be better things that you can sing that right. are more edifying, um, that share the truth a little bit more clearly. Yeah. So there's and there's nothing worse than bad poetry, <laughs> too, with music. Sure. And so, um, and that's not to say that I haven't ever been guilty of that same thing. But um, I don't want to get on a soapbox about that. But but um, I think there are so many beautiful things that lead us to truth that you can choose. Absolutely. We're going to take a break here. So we'll just stay on this rant for one more minute and then we'll come back some practicals. <laughs> Great. Uh, but so what I was doing in this parish was uh, I tried to find a, a hymnal. I ended up finding one in Chicago somewhere. I don't know what it was called. Lumen Christi and St. Augustine hymnal or something like that. Um, as sort of a what would you say, a, a, a meeting point, a compromise uh, of sort of popular song and like substantial theology. And we found a song that has that same sort of like, we love to sing this. And it also is saying, this is Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. This is Jesus in the Blessed I'm like, this is great. If you want to sing this song that sounds so beautiful, and you're saying, this is Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, we are truly present at the sacrifice, those things have come together. Uh, so I was really, really, really pleased about that. So this, uh, this idea of marriage of, of, uh, of music and text, or of style and text, I think is super important. So, well... We're, we really need to start talking about Holy Week, though, uh, because that's what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm sorry that I've led us astray, Dr. Aber, but we'll take a short break, everybody. You don't want to leave now because we haven't even gotten to where we were supposed to go yet, which is to talk <laughs> about Holy Week, music, concrete examples of what's going on in this liturgical season, at least from the musical uh, perspective. So please don't leave. I'm here with Dr. Raber. This is Real Presence Live. We'll take a short break and be right back. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello, hello. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live. I am chatting with Dr. Raber, and I'm going to stop talking because I have distracted us this entire time. Dr. Raber, I have brought you here for a singular purpose, and it is for you to talk to us about music for Holy Week, Lent, things like that. So please, tell us about it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I wasn't bothered at all by your, <laughs> by your talking, Father Vosick, but I understand we want to kind of uh, prep hearts and minds yes. for... Um, the big week coming up, yeah. and I guess the the easiest way to do that is just uh, tell you what kind of hymns I'm thinking about for programming Great. Um, for the upcoming week. So uh, Palm Sunday, I guess, I don't know that there's many churches nationwide or world, well, I'm not sure worldwide, but that wouldn't be having all glory, laud, and honor as mm-hmm. as one of the hymns or the opening hymn. And we're doing things a little bit differently on campus than we have in the past, um, but still, we're going to have that same celebration that um, the community that praises Christ as he enters the city with palms mm-hmm. and then quickly turns on him a few days later. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to also um, do some of the other ones that are typically done that day, like at the name of Jesus, uh, Jesus Remember Me, which is one of those more simple to say um, mm-hmm. to say pieces of music that everybody just loves. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
And then uh, for Holy Thursday, um, there are a couple that I just can't help but program, like, Lord, who at thy first Eucharist. It's just perfect, right? We're also doing, like, an Ave Verum setting, of course, um, the First Supper. Um, But... uh, and then another one that I don't know that many people know, but is one of my favorites out of my St. Michael's hymnal. My song is Love Unknown. Ooh, do you know this piece? I do. I absolutely love it. Oh, are you going to be... There you go. <laughs> I appreciate the, the notes. Um, it's, it's kind of different from a lot of the other hymns in that it feels like it's a little bit more or a little bit less structured. It's not kind of four measures to a line, next mm. line four measures. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit more um, free that way, but the text is beautiful. My song is love unknown, my Savior's love to me. Mm. Love to the loveless shown that they might lovely be. Oh, mm. who am I that for my sake my Lord should take frail flesh and die? Jeez, it's beautiful just to Isn't hear it? the text apart from the music. It's it great is. to meditate on the that. The poetry, Oof. again, is high quality and yeah. beautiful. And then to put notes to that, and then mm-hmm. to not just have one voice sing that, but to have the whole community of believers in the church sing that. It just has a special kind of weight and, and feeling. It moves your heart, yeah. certainly. And you find that that hymn is particularly good for did you mention well you could use it you could use it in in a couple different places actually there's a verse about palm sunday and then there's a uh, a verse about crucifixion so you could use it in a couple of different places but yeah and then good friday of course um there are this is this is one of my favorites because this music is so closely and particularly tied were you there I mean, who doesn't love that, mm-hmm. that hymn, that spiritual? And I have to tell you a little story about what we do at the university for this. Um, the last Good Friday that we, um, that we had on campus was in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were singing, and I was playing at the piano, and I just felt this certain, I don't know, this certain inclination. And once they started the second verse, I stopped playing. And we just sang the whole hymn. You may remember that. We just sang it in um, just a cappella. Mm-hmm. And when the community realized that I wasn't playing anymore, they like stepped into it even more yeah, firmly. owned it. And it was just a beautiful experience. And I think I, think I might do that every time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, Were You There is wonderful. Oh, Sacred Head Now Wounded. When I survey the wondrous cross, oh, and stop at Mater, of course. That's one of the days we can we can do stop at Mater, um, and I remember that as a little girl. I remember that little sequence, not really knowing what a sequence was, mm. but realizing that it was like this this rhythmic poetic structure. Of course, it's is that the is there only one? Um, I'm going to call it melody, but that's not the right word. Probably is there is just one for that. Uh, da, da, da. Dun, 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 yeah, whatever. for the that's really the for only... the simple chant. Yes, yeah. that's what that's what I know. That's, okay. But of course, composers throughout the centuries have been very inspired by Marian music and okay. Marian themes, and uh-huh. there are many, many stop at Mater settings. Oh, okay, okay, so there are. Yeah. I just, I've only heard the one that we do at yeah. Sisters of the Cross in the parish. You know, um, the Pergolesi is is wonderful. Um, there's a Poulenc setting. There's a Palestrina setting. Um, there's modern settings as well, so it's not like these are ancient texts and nobody works with them anymore because, okay. of course, they're timeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are modern composers setting them as well. So, okay. um, 
And then, of course, we arrive to Easter Vigil, and there's so much extra liturgical music that night um, anyway, but I have to um, also, again, reference my little parish. The, the one we did every single time, every single year, was Alleluia, Alleluia, Let the Holy Anthem Rise. Yeah. That is my favorite Easter hymn. Yeah, absolutely joyful. The more alleluias, the better. That's right. You have to bust out and sing yeah. those alleluias, turn the lights on again. We're not supposed to use that word right, right. now. Sorry, we're not supposed to be saying that. Well, Oops. we're not in a liturgy, Whoops. right? Bleep it out. <laughs> live live uh, people, bleep that out. I'm swearing. This is Lenten swearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so much wonderful music then for Easter joy, um, both at the vigil, but even more particularly on Easter Sunday when we have a little bit more um, hymns that we can sing. So um, wonderful ones that we all know, Ye Sons and Daughters, uh, At the Lamb's High Feast, Christ the Lord is Risen Today, all of these wonderful, these pieces. So they -hmm. get used and are kind of knit into our Catholic DNA in a way. So Vidi Aquam, I see this listed here for the Easter Vigil. this seems to be completely absent from parishes. I saw water flowing from the right side of the temple. Um, this is like in the in the tradition of the church. This when the priest is blessing, uh, going around with holy water through mm-hmm. any time of year that he's doing that. Mm-hmm. When he's going and doing the sprinkling rite, like this is supposed. This is the text for that. I mean, you can do other things, but like this is the text. And I haven't been in one parish. I tried to introduce it to my previous parish, just in English, not the Latin, mm-hmm. the English, and and it was. It was kind of hard because it was just so foreign because I don't think they'd ever heard it. And so, da, 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 or however it goes, uh, was kind of hard to, to go. So I'm glad you had it listed here. Do people yeah. do it? Well, or just you? Some people. <laughs> some people. So, um, gosh, it's like I'm doing a commercial for my, my little Pisic North Dakota church. But, <laughs> but again, as a little girl, and it's funny how those things stay with you throughout mm-hmm. the years. But um, we did a variety of different kinds of music, but I remember our faithful music director, um, her name was Mary, of course it was, <laughs> right? Um, but the big thing that we would look forward to is hearing Vidiaquam chanted during the Easter Vigil Mass. Really? Yeah, and we That's didn't really great. do much other chant, but that was always mm. done, every single year. And so I kind of acquired a taste for it, and then when... When I didn't experience it later on as I grew up, um, kind of a hunger to hear it again, a thirst to hear it again, I uh, guess would be go. more appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that water. Um, that's right. So, yeah, we do that on campus. Uh, one of my music team is going to be chanting it from the loft Saturday night. And so that's I, where I learned it. So, yeah. when I was in Rome studying, I was in the chapel choir. And uh, in, we would just, we were exposed to the entire tradition of, uh, of sacred music. It was 50 men. If you want to find a bass, there's your bass. We had That's like right. 20 basses in the choir. <laughs> um, and we were just 50 men up there. Uh, and we would learn all these pieces, whether they're in Latin or English or whatever. Uh, the, and so that's where I learned the Vidiaquam. And it's like, I, I love that piece. And it's just so rich. It, it serves the liturgy. Like what's happening is like, there's water being sprinkled. I saw water flowing from the mm-hmm. right side of the temple. Like, ah, from Ezekiel. I mean, this is fantastic, you mm-hmm. know? So, well, Dr. Rib, we've got a couple minutes left. Is there anything in particular you want to highlight before we yeah. have to run away? I would love to highlight like one piece of music, like choral music or choral literature okay. from, from each of the big days. Oh. Um, like for Palm Sunday, Christ on the Mount of Olives, you know, we read the Passion reading. Yeah. But So Beethoven has an interesting story. Most people know that um, he lost his hearing. Um, he found it very difficult to communicate with people. He was very isolated. Um, he was kind of in his own pandemic at that time, right? Mm-hmm. But he actually um, 
secluded himself in a town outside of Vienna, and he actually thought about ending his life. He had some mental health struggles um, with that, of course, and he decided that he was going to keep on with music. And so then his music after that time in 1802 kind of had this this theme of struggle and then heroic overcoming of that struggle and he wrote one of the first pieces he wrote was an oratorio he didn't write a lot of sacred music but this one he mm. wrote right after um emerging from that and it's about of course christ struggling and then overcoming with the resurrection right mm. so this christ on the mount of olives is mm. a pivotal piece for beethoven fans mm. but Perfect for, for Holy Week. Dr. Raber, we only have time for oh. one more. Oh, well, then no I would have to say Messiah. I talked about Messiah um, during Advent, part one. Part two of Messiah is all about Lent, Easter, the Ascension, and the Pentecost. So it's separated. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Um, and there's wonderful movements. And with his stripes we are healed. Mm. All we like sheep, which is has each voice kind of wandering away like we will we will sometimes do as humans, mm-hmm. right? And of course, the most famous movement, the Hallelujah Chorus. I guess maybe that's all I thought. That yeah, that's the end. Was that's the end of the second part. So okay, so there's three parts to the Messiah, and the second part really focuses us on this season, right? Mm-hmm. That we're in right now. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Well, we did not get through. We still got some more in the Marian repertoire: the Ave Regina Celorum, the Regina Celi. You're going to have the. Um, the playlist on the University of Mary Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ministry. You can get the Lenten playlist, and you can also get the Easter Joy playlist. So again, that's facebook.com forward slash Ministry. Dr. Raber is putting, putting out some playlists for us to listen to during these sacred times. Dr. Raber, thank you so much, and I'm sorry we ran out of time. We'll have, we'll have you again. Sounds great. Thank you so much, everybody. This is Dr. Rebecca Raber. She's starting a, a troop of people, scholars, singers. It's going to be great. That's the end of this first hour. We'll come back after the break with great programming. Stay with us. Stay with us.